Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2013. You can log on to Denver Comic-Con and buy tickets right now to the show. Do which it. You, which you totally should. And they keep on announcing more people. Almost about once a week, I'd say, they start. More, uh, so, well, some some weeks it's like, hey, this is Indie Comics Week, and then they just announce like four or five awesome people. Totally. Um, and they've got more coming. Uh, it's really cool. It is. So if you haven't bought your tickets, make sure you buy them soon, because this isn't... Uh, I have a feeling this might sell out this year, so... It, it very well may, yeah. So um, don't, for, don't waste time. Yeah. Tickets just went up, but buy them now before they go up again. Yeah, and uh, if you just, buy them now, they're than cheaper than, than if you wait. Oh, for sure. So it's a good time to buy. Because there's, I mean, there's still two months left. Yep, and guess what? You'll see us at Denver Comic-Con. Yeah, you, you can be on our show at Denver Comic-Con. Yeah, you can. Sit down and interview with us. We had a great time last year interviewing fans. I love the Spider-Man kids. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorite kids. We talked to a lot of cool people. Yeah, we also got, you know, not literally. Yeah. You know, we got. In hopefully we'll see Reggie again this year. Yeah, Reggie. You know? He told us he'd be there. Reggie was there. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're planning on going, make sure you go to DenverComicCon.com and buy tickets. And you're also benefiting Comic Book Classroom, which helps children read through yeah. comic books in an after-school program. Yeah. Which is always good. Because you know what's great about comic books, reading them too, is it teaches you how to read correctly. You know, it's in sequence and it's telling a story. And um, it yeah, always the, helps. the words aren't jumbled up or upside down. or Exactly. You know. And, you know, you always need that. Yeah. They don't use any words incorrect. Well, some people do. Some of them do. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they, instead of uh, Thanos, they say Thanos. I don't know. I don't, you know, when it's, when, <laughs> it, when it comes to learning to read, I don't know that pronouncing Thanos is, is necessarily important. Or Quasar, you know, who knows? Yeah. Does anyone even know who that is? Probably only no, I have me. No, I have no idea who Quasar is. I, I, he's I wanted a, to sound like He was Captain Marvel for a little bit, if I remember correctly, from my early 90s comic books. Yeah. And then they realized he was not a very good character, so he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like the Sentry? Did he ever like take somebody Dude. awesome's virginity? Um, no. Oh, okay. Well, then the Sentry wins. <laughs> Dude, the Sentry is awesome. No one liked the Sentry. Did you really like the Sentry? No. Yeah, nobody liked. You were Carnage in half though. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't Carnage just like like squish back together? Well, the funny like, thing is, pudding? is, a couple years later, he just was back in comics. Oh yeah. Carnage. Like they just ignored that. That's just that aspect just of him comics. being ripped in half. Yeah. Anyways, you can also have, wait, how about I tell you about a great deal through yeah. Real Nerds Podcast? That sounds good. If you logged on to tweakedaudio.com, 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 <laughs> and you buy one of their great earbuds, and when you're checking out, you're like, oh man, if there's a way I could save money on these earbuds. These are, these are reasonably priced, but it would be great if they were cheaper. How, could I, were how could I possibly uh, save more money? Oh, yeah. I have I have news for you, boys. In the checkout, enter real nerds in the discount code. You yeah. get a third off your whole order. One word. R E L N E R D A S. Man, I hope I spelled that right. <laughs> you didn't sound like it. Um, but enter real nerds in the discount code, and you get a third off your whole order, no matter how many tweaked audio earbuds you order. Yeah. It's a third off, and you should do it because they're awesome. I listen to the natural version three. And they are great when I'm in bed and I plug it into my Kindle Fire because I can't sleep and uh, my wife is right next to me. Yeah. She can't hear. Dude. Right? Cool. And, cool. I, you know, I crank that stuff when I'm watching the 1994 Spider-Man cartoon. Really? You're watching? Oh, oh. The, it's streaming on one. Uh, Prime right now. I have a hard time going back to that one. No, I, I still enjoy it. 
Uh, you know, after you told me that, as as you know, I noticed it. But I watched one where he was fighting Mysterio and he kicked him. Oh, oh, okay. and it knocked him out. Yeah, but that, that that the thing is that show defined Spider Man for me. Like <laughs> that that made me a Spider Man fan. And then I go back and I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of lame. Just, a little bit. Yeah, I like his voice though. He's a good Peter Parker. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the voice actors are great. Awesome. So yeah, tweakedaudio.com. For sure. Make sure you enter in Real Nerds at the checkout. A third off your whole order. Hey, it's time for real uh, uh, fan mail. Oh, we don't have any this week. Um, <laughs> also, what movie did we see this week? Ah, uh, who cares? <laughs> Jack the Giant Killer. Slayer. Shh. Dude, I don't think people from Good. Warner Brothers, Legendary, and New Line, would and Bad Hat Harry, and Original Film, would appreciate us. I, I feel like every time they change the titles on a movie, they always make it worse. Anyways, we saw Jack the Giant Slayer this week. And what's the format of the show? I'm about to get to that, but you said, what's the name of the movie? This. Don't yell at me. You jumped this. into fan mail right away. I was going to say we don't have any, so Privileges I'm going to tell you. Privileges revoked. We've, we've, we've turned Brad Butt into some kind of teleprompter who just <laughs> yells at you. No, I was going to say we don't have any, and then I was going to tell him that to email us, you know, realnerds at gmail.com, tweet us, real underscore nerds, leave us a message, 720-6nerds5, leave a comment on our brand new amazing website, realnerdspodcast.com. Like um, Keith did that all, that on all my post. What? Keith did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, I saw that. I that wrote nice. an article, which nobody seems to have noticed. Except no, for I Keith. did. No, no. <laughs> when we first noticed. saw you, we were like, holy shit, Brad wrote an article. Yeah. In fact, when you posted it on Facebook, you called it, holy shit, Brad wrote an article. That's mm-hmm. right. I did. Um, and Keith yeah. wrote, Keithage, my friend Keith, read it. It's, it was about Star Trek First Contact and how great it is, and yeah, he agreed with all the points I made. I agreed with him, too. Very nice. And yet you remain silent. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 it's very self-inflating to like go on there and, and comment on our own stuff and be like, hey, this is great. We make great content. Right? I commented on Ryan's Oscar picks article. Yeah, I did too. I guess I like him more than you. Wow. I guess so. That's brutal. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. It's okay. Blooded. I'll take him down later. <laughs> <laughs> Give him like an album the Chipmunk's voice, like... You know, he'll be talking about what he watched, and I'll just be like, "That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible critique. You're wrong. Uh, you're probably right. You probably will be." So yeah, right after fan mail, which we usually get some. You know, I've noticed when the movies aren't as good, our fan mail doesn't usually come in as much. Um, you know, actually, we the did, movies haven't been that bad you know lately, what? though. Honestly, I'm going to actually give you. Uh, I'm going to change it up. We did get fan mail this week. Ooh. We got two snail mail fan mails this week. Wait, what? Fan mail. Um, Cora sent me the trade paperback of the boys. Oh, very cool! So I will be reading it this week, and then I'll t- we'll talk about it next week. And then you're going to give it to me, right? Then I'll give it to James to read, and then yes. Brad, if you want to read the boys too. Right. Um, and also, the director Chris Holbert of The Perfect House. Oh, cool! Sent me six free, oh, six copies of uh, The Perfect House to give away. So, listen at the to end to give away. How, how can I obtain one, Ryan? Well, well, you can't because you're on the show. I said, I said, well, um, listen, and then you interrupted me. I said, if you listen at the end of Real News, I'm I will... Tr- I'm trying to play along. I know. Uh, in, the f- <laughs> in the future, when this podcast is falling apart and they're making documentaries about what it started, it will be right now. <laughs> it, it fell apart when I first joined the show. <laughs> uh, no, to answer your question, Brad, at the end of Real News, I will tell you how you can win. I can't wait. A copy of The Perfect House. Even though I already know how. You already, I know. <laughs> I, I told him how we're going to do it. But I'm uh, playing along. I'm acting. No, I, uh, I, It's performance. It is. It was great. I feel like everything you do is performance. 
But what? Whoa, is that a <laughs> comment? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I only you know made us a new website. Yeah, you know? I know. And it looks great, by the way. It Brad's does really look good. Um, Check out the website. But it wasn't listen- performance. It was a lot of hard work, asshole. <laughs> Listen to the end of Real News, and I will tell you how you can win your own copy of The Perfect House. We have six of them. And if you like horror movies and you like anthology movies, you definitely want to win one of these. Yeah, and it's free. And I will also tell you, if you don't win, how you can access it on demand from our website. Ooh. And, um, yeah, you can. there'll be a link posted as well. Very cool. To look from our website. And the director told me that if they click on it from our website... 10% goes to charity. Wow. So, yeah. So, Very nice. Um, stay tuned for that at the end of Real News because I, I'm calling it news. And so, that's uh, basically, that's how our show goes. We do fan mail. So, thank you to the actual snail mail fan mail this week. And now whose phone's going off in the show, I know, motherfucker? I turned, it, I turned it all the way off, though. Why yeah, is it going? Uh-huh. That's uh, ironic that yeah. the reason you have a new phone is so you could hear it. And it's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's you got a new going iPhone. off. Yeah, I did. I got an iPhone 5. Oh, um, wow. Anyways, what we do now is we talk about what we've been watching, and we could talk about, you know, it could be a TV show, a movie we've been watching for the week, and then we go into some box office numbers, we do DVD, DVD releases. releases, then we do real news. This week, though, we have something special. Ooh. Before real news starts, it's going to be the first annual Nerdies. Um, if you don't know what a nerdy is, it's because <laughs> this is the first one we've ever done. Basically, we're combining the Dundies and what we wish the Oscars were. And me and Brad each have 10 awards to hand out. We were going to have 30 awards to hand out, but James didn't do his homework this week. Uh, yeah, I was busy. Um, or didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I have to wait till real nerds to hear the nerdies? Man, I have to sit through all the stuff we've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do it first? No. Why not? Because you got you to gotta suspend. The, there's the anticipation. People are turning off the podcast as we speak, Brad. You better have something interesting that you watched. <laughs> Me? I do. Um, well, so this week no. we're going to do the nerdies and we'll do what we've been watching. Um, Sweet. I did that for you, Brad. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I feel like it just seems, you know, we have a ch- this week we have a chance to make the format a little different for right. once. Yeah, so. Sure, you're, you're fine. Right. That'd be a good idea. So it'll yeah. be the nerdies. It's a combination of the Dundies and the Oscars. If the audience disagrees with me, they can write in next week and let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That but Brad this, will be, this is the first annual. It might be the only annual, but yeah. for right now, <laughs> it's the first annual. Well, last year, James did sort of his own little like... Yeah. yeah. I, 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 do, I did the awards. same kind of thing at the end of the year. Yeah, we usually do it for Film Explosion, but me and Brad decided to do one for because it's award season right now. Yeah. yeah. Gives us something different to do during Oscar season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after we do real news, we do a comic book. Do you have a comic book for me this week, James? I do. Awesome. And then after the comic book, we go into the movie of the week, which is Jack the Giant Slayer. So without further ado, it's time for the 2013, or do we, it was, it was the 2012? No, it's the 2013. It, but it's for movies from 2012. Yeah. Well, let's just call it the 85th annual <laughs> nerdies. Just call it the first annual Nerdy Awards. Okay, this All is right, the yeah. first annual Nerdy Awards 
so that was some really cool music you found for I was that, just say. Yeah, very award-style music. Very award-sounding. Um, I really liked it. So or weird, you... bizarre music, so it like, <laughs> makes fun of the award music. Totally. Yeah, we'll see. Um, or, or or just, I'll figure it out later. Yeah. It could just be the Jaws theme, since that was, that's yeah. what they were playing constantly throughout the actual Oscars. Well, that's because that's where they're playing. Yeah. People are going too long. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. It was pretty good. Um, so I'll do one, then you do one. Do Sounds do good, way? yeah. Cool. So these are, remember, these aren't, Real awards. These are the awards that me and Brad decided that we were going to give to for fake to things. So there's no like categories. It's not like best actor, and we have one. And there yeah. are no. We didn't make buy trophies, and we're not sending them to the actual winners. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. This we're, is this is hypothetically. Okay. We're thinking outside the box, and yeah. uh, basically the best they'll get is like the, the blog post later of like the picture of the award, and then whatever we awarded next to it and they can look that up and it'll be immortalized on our site. For exactly. Eternity. So Brad's going to go ahead and design the nerdy because he's a cartoonist. So yeah. nice. I don't know if you're going to do that. I'm just, I'm, yeah. just saying, I'm, I, just, I'm just saying you are. I will. It's, it's a little, you know, the reels we have in the logo yeah. on a little uh, pedestal. Nice. <laughs> cool. Done. Cool. So this is the first nerdy guys. I'm going to hand it out. Yeah. And the nerdy for the character that made me suspend the most disbelief is Brooke Hogan as a scientist in Sand Sharks. <laughs> Brooke Hogan, there's your nerdy. Oh, man. That's a good choice. I like that. Because if you've seen Sand Sharks and you see her try to, you know, spout off scientific jargon, it is horrible. We need to do more DNA tests. Yeah. It, it's she, not good. She, she likes DNA tests. So the very first nerdy goes to Brooke Hogan. This is getting off with a great <laughs> Congratulations, Miss Hogan. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Pause for applause. Pause for applause. <laughs> right. Do we have to wait for her to walk up to the. Yeah, uh, she'll fall stage. like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, <laughs> oh no! Did Jennifer Lawrence fall? She did. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's really funny though. She is. She's so cute, dude. Oh, I like yeah. She owned it. She yeah. was like, yeah, played it off totally. Anyways, we'll get to that. Oh, in the real news. Miss Miss uh, Miss Hogan just got eaten by a shark on her way out. <laughs> <laughs> by a snow shark. Oh no! <laughs> Apartment sharks. Cool. And Brad, you're first nerdy. Okay, uh, I'm going to kick it off with a shocking one. Um, I'm just going in order of what's written sure. on this list. Um, the award for most surprising... Whoa, 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 whoa. The nerdy. Excuse me. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the nerdy for most surprising hand job in a movie <laughs> goes to... Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his cousin in Hyde Park on the Hudson. Oh, oh wow. God, I forgot that happened in that movie. I know. I've never seen the movie, and that's kind of horrific. You kind of want to watch it now, don't you? Mr. Uh, Murray. I don't know if I want to see Ms. it for Linney, the Miss please accept your award. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Wait, wait. Does he get the award? I feel like he has already It's a shared enough. award. I it think does, his cousin should get the award. It doesn't necessarily have to go to one person. Like, producers get, like, mm-hmm. five awards yeah, when they announce the best picture, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess she, she, she did. did. I'm just saying, like well, she he, earned he it. He has polio, dude. <laughs> he he acted all yeah, which interesting. Which means he couldn't even run away. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. Yep. I, I was sitting there. Next I was like, this is a classy movie. And then, oh, <laughs> what an unexpected turn of events. <laughs> all right. So uh, my second nerdy, the nerdy for scariest character of the year. Is a Renesmee CGI baby in Twilight <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part Two? So Renesmee, what well, I don't even know her name. So far, you've awarded uh, two awards to things I haven't seen. <laughs> so um, here you go, creepy CGI baby. <laughs> here's your, here's your nerdy. Oh God! Oh God! Oh, Did someone man. open up the Ark of the Covenant? Oh God! <laughs> yeah. 
Worse than the CGI baby and Allie McBeal. It was actually so bad that I wish that she had not been shown, but they had just said her name more. So, what, which is not, I didn't want them to say her scarier, name. What's scarier, like the face they put on this baby or like the weird fake teeth that were computer generated on it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, she had perfectly straight teeth for an infant. She did. Awesome. So, that's my second nerdy. Nice done. Congratulations. Weird baby. <laughs> That's why we have to call them nerdies and not awards, because I don't want to think that we're giving awards to Twilight for anything. <laughs> it's still one like a bunch of Razzies. That's an award. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. The nerdy for best use of the Warner Brothers logo goes to Argo for their 70s, 80s slash version of the Warner Brothers logo. Heck, yeah. That oh, was yeah, awesome. That was really good. Because, yeah. yeah, Warner Brothers has that really distinct 80s, late 70s, early 80s Warner Brothers logo that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, didn't expect I'd ever see it on a movie again. Yeah. And we're all such, you know, weird logo fans. It's like, man, when they redid Univ- the Universal <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. that was so cool. That anytime they go back and show the old ones, it's it's really neat. It is. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, my next nerdy, the nerdy, for the actor I want to lose my gay genity to, goes to Robert Downey Jr. in The Avengers. Why <laughs> am I not surprised? Were there any other runners? Like, uh, what? Um, you know, maybe Chris Evans in The Avengers, you know. All but, right, all right, all right. But I would thought it was really creative with gay genity, you know, virginity. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The gay part. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Downey. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, moving on to the next. And reawarding the best hand job to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's really grateful that he got the nerdy. I'm sure he is. <laughs> okay. Actually, I think in that case, you would win it. What, me? Or? No, no, Ryan would win <laughs> it for doing all the work. He looked at me when he said it. I was like, <laughs> what? what I do? <laughs> all right. The nerdy for best grunting in a movie goes to Tom Hardy in Lawless. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, you know, I almost did a Lawless one. I'm glad I didn't. Mm. Oh, no. Almost. Oh, no. You, you can do a Lawless one. I know. I was gonna, There's no limit I, to which. I know. My nerdy was going to be for the best full frontal nudity of the year. <laughs> you know what? I when I was that. making up my words, I thought you were going to write that one. Really? Yeah. yeah. I did not do that one. Instead, I For totally best went, boobs. <laughs> Instead, yeah. I went totally gay. So, <laughs> what's your next He's one, like, Ryan? Uh, my next one. I have a couple serious ones, and oh. so the we'll nerdy see. for making me feel eighteen again goes to American Reunion. Um, like the movie isn't that great, but it reminds me of being in high school, and yeah. so I kind of got the nostalgia feel to it. So thank you, Jason Biggs and Allison Hannigan. Even though, thank even though so it's a movie about a bunch of people about to hit a midlife crisis. <laughs> But it still had the feel of, you know. Yeah, no, I know. As soon as they play any of that music, you're just like, oh. Well, for me, I was like seven. But still, I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my nerdy for making me feel 18 again. Are you guys ready to feel uncomfortable? Yes. Yes. Because the nerdy. For Wait, most... you mean the, all the handjob talk shouldn't have made me uncomfortable yet? No, I got a worse one. Oh, no. The nerdy for most explicit child nudity in a movie <laughs> goes to Clown. Oh, God. Oh, God. Remember Clown? I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> what child I remember nudity clown, is but why was At the very end of the movie, um, earlier in the movie, there's a, a scene where they set up that they took pictures of this kid's junk no. uh, on their cell phones no. to make fun of him. No. And then later, that footage shows up accidentally at a slideshow at a party uh, after they're rescued. Hmm. And yeah, kid wiener on screen. I, I guess I guess Denmark oh. doesn't care about that stuff. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't want to see that movie. Totally uninhibited. uninhibited. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I enjoyed it. I'm just saying it was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and it was the most I saw all year. It, it was it was not best child nudity. It was just the award for child most explicit. Nudity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe I was very clear on that. Um, <laughs> so most use with the nudity What's theme. It? Huh? My next nerdy is for almost saw Jennifer Aniston naked, but was uh, denied by objects in the foreground, and that goes to Wonderlust. <laughs> Uh, you should rename that the biggest cock tease of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, thank you so much for almost letting me see your boobs. <laughs> this is getting bad. <laughs> Brad, your next nerdy? My next nerdy is one that I don't think you guys are surprised by, but it goes to the best death by unicorn in a movie. Nice. Yeah. goes to the Lincoln. death by unicorn in Captain yeah, Lincoln. <laughs> when Lincoln was <laughs> impaled by unicorn. That's a revisionist tale. <laughs> Uh yeah, in Cabin in the Woods, I believe I said that. Yeah, <laughs> and great. anyone who's watched that movie knows what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about. Very nice. So, again, my next two nerdies are for actually the real things. Um, so the nerdy for best use of a single camera goes to Silent House. If you oh, haven't seen yeah. Silent House, it's all in one take. Quotation marks. I forgot about that. But uh, you know, this is a serious one. I just you know it didn't get a lot of love, and um, I think it's like 30 something on my list of top movies of the year. Yeah. But it, it it's the whole movie is relying on Elizabeth Olsen being on camera by herself for like 50 minutes. Right. So, and in a single take. So it's a pretty impressive thing. So well, I think in the review you said uh, you could tell where you they can. cut the different it, takes together it, it, to well, look like one it take. It seems like, yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah. Pe- people think that there are a few cuts in there, but you can't, they, you know, e- even, even if they are really cut there, it's still like 40 minute sequence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's parts where she'd be walking for 20 minutes back and forth, and then every once in a while you could see... The the one that I noticed the most is she was holding up a, a lantern, and she moved it in front of the camera, and so the it like went past the camera, so you could kind of tell there was a break there. Mm-hmm. But it's still impressive that she was on camera by herself for the full time, and you have to be engaged by her. Yeah. Brad? I like how our awards uh, show goes along much faster than the Oscars do. <laughs> If you um, want, I could do some singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah, you know? James, I could, uh, I could, do a I could sing number. like a 007 number. Sings, yeah, sings half all for us. Um, um, no, no. Hmm. All right, the nerdy for most pussified version <laughs> of Battle Royale goes to the Hunger Games. <laughs> I like the Hunger Games. I don't care what you guys say. Uh, I know, but it's Battle Royale. Like he didn't say it was bad. He just said it was pussified. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's implied in the pussified <laughs> <laughs> award. <laughs> Classified's a positive term, right? Yeah, I guess. guess. Don't be sexist. All right. The nerdy (laughs) that makes us believe in love goes to Moonrise Kingdom. Aww. So there's there's for the cute little kids in Moonrise Kingdom. And watch out for lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never know when they're going to strike. Or why. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) It's a what do they call it? Um, a heightened God. reality movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow, I got I got a, a a double awe from both of you guys. I didn't know my nerdy would move you guys so much. Well, it's a sweet movie. Very nice, Brad. Uh, okay, uh, my next nerdy goes to worst song in a movie, and the winner is. Or I sorry, the award goes to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really a winner from that. <laughs> yeah. Uh most of them from the Lorax. <laughs> Specifically that one where he's talking about being really greedy and having all the money. Yeah. yeah that, that was so weird, right? Yeah. yeah. All of the songs in that movie are really weird. 
we need to fill time, guys. Exactly. This book is like eight <laughs> pages long. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have him rap about being greedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it turns into a weird rap. I only s- I saw it twice because when my niece Taylor was here, she wanted to rent it. Oh. And I was watching it, and I said, oh, man, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's hard because my niece Taylor says, oh, I really like the movie. And you, you I don't think it's that bad. I don't think all the songs are <laughs> terrible, just most of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, here, watch Army of Darkness and know what good things are. Exactly. <laughs> and she says, why does he have a chainsaw over his hand? This is stupid, Uncle Ryan. <laughs> Shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the nerdy for best use of airport security goes to Chuck Norris in The Expendables 2. Excellent. <laughs> I like this award. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Argo. <laughs> it's like, oh, and totally what... took me by uh, surprise. Have you seen Expendables 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's the part where he shoots that dude a bunch of times and kicks him through right. airport security and sets and off the metal this, alarm. Yeah, exactly. Because of all the bullets in him. So, uh, that's nice. great. Yeah. But, yeah. Chuck Norris winning awards. He needs them. Uh, my next nerdy goes to... Uh, well, it's it's for the most likely to be cast as Tetsuo in an Akira movie, and that nerdy goes to the kid from Looper. Nice, <laughs> yeah. I was totally. I was listening to an interview with Ryan Johnson with Kevin Smith, and he he mentioned that that it's purposely like that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. his oh, inspiration man. for it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. So now you know. So if they ever make an Akira movie, then they already have. They totally should. Well, by the time they get well, around to it, he'll be a grown up. So yeah. <laughs> And hopefully they just don't yell Akira the whole time. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I want to see a live action Akira movie, but if I did, he, I would want him in it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he, him Akira. being older by then would better his chances to do it. So, which by the way, the first time I saw the Pacific Rim trailer mm-hmm. was tonight at the movie. Oh, really? That might as well be Neon Genesis Evangelion the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it is very. It's almost the same story. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And do they have aliens come up from the sea? Not from the sea, but from somewhere. Oh. It's never explained, but yeah, yeah, they're basically just fighting an alien freak thing, and then people suit up and plug suits and jump into robots. And nice, yeah. yeah it's just I'm sitting I mean, there going like, you. I wish this was, yeah. Maybe it'd be cool, and maybe what's really weird is that it has the Portal Two or the Portal voiceover, um, in uh, like for for with them getting in the suits and all that stuff. Like that voice is the voice from from Portal, mm. which is weird. Anyway, the, the nerdy. For the best ass kicking of the year, goes to the five guys who got their ass kicked by Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher. <laughs> oh yes, oh man. Well, I guess he only kicked two of the guys' asses. Cause well, no, 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 three. No, it was them. like three of them. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. other guys ran away, but he told them what would happen. But, yeah, I, he he punched that one dude in the ball so hard the other ones felt it. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say it's all five. And then yeah. he kicked the other guys' asses with words. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was one of my favorite scenes from movies last year. Yeah, that was really good because he was pretty badass. Red. All right, down to my last two. Um, I think I'm going to give the next award, the best waste of a billion dollars, goes to <laughs> Tim and Eric in their Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. Uh, <laughs> how much was the suit of diamonds? <laughs> Johnny Depp's suit of diamonds yeah. was, what, a million or something? No, it was more than that. It was 500 million? Yeah, 500 million dollars just for the suit of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> and then remember, it wasn't even really Johnny Depp. It was yeah. some guy yeah. who <laughs> pretended he was Johnny Depp. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it only good. lasted for, what, five minutes? Five minutes, yeah. Yeah. Because they spent the rest of the money on themselves. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> well, their personal assistant, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Jim Joe. 
Jim Jones? <laughs> or what was this? Oh, name? man, I forget. Yeah. You haven't seen it yet? No, I saw it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. We talked about it. <laughs> so, yeah, and congratulations on wasting billions of dollars. <laughs> and one more nerdy for uh, a, a real award. And this nerdy is for the movie that made me cry, and that goes to Paranorman. Yes. Aww. So um, Man. I'm ending it on a positive note, too. Yeah. And I'm really excited Crying. because cause I just... Uh, I just got it on Blu-ray, so I haven't watched it again yet, but I'm oh, really man. excited to. Very cool. Well, that's very touching, Ryan, Brad, but I'm going to sour the good <laughs> note by announcing my final nerdy, which is for the most unrestricted use of the N-word, <laughs> and that goes to, obviously, Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> just kidding. Django Unchained. Nice. And Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Do they use it in Lincoln? I don't remember. I don't think so. It's, it's really just for Django Unchained. But congratulations <laughs> yeah. on... Yeah, uh, congratulations to all the 2013 Nerdy Award winners. Hotel accommodations provided by the Holiday Inn at 10 for West Boulevard. It's been torn down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, that thing. was good. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. Me and Brad had fun. Yeah. yeah. I had I some real awards. Brad's were all, you know, silly and awesome. Well, since the Oscars are, I'm doing air quotes, real awards, I figured <laughs> I would do not real awards. And I did too. I mean... I, I, so for I, like I, US5. I hey, if the I coined the frame uh, gayginity. So if uh, gayginity <laughs> catches on, it was yeah. coined. If next year the Oscars give away March first, two thousand thirteen, by Ryan Frost on Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Awesome. So now it's time for stuff we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Guess what, guys? What? I got back into my Robert Downey Jr. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> um, How many more do you have? Like three? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, maybe two now. Um, no, three. Okay. I still need to see the Pickup Artist, Love and Distrust, and Shortcuts. Right. Um, and uh, the one I saw this week is I'm surprised he's not <laughs> known more for it, and it's um, the Shaggy Dog starring Tim Allen. Wait, wait. <laughs> the remake wait. of the Shaggy Dog. Yeah, the remake of the Shaggy Dog. No, you didn't watch. That. First of all, I didn't know he was in it, but second of all, you really? You watched that movie? I own it. Oh, no. When you go to Trademark and it's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and you know what? You, you, we go into every movie expecting him to be good. Yes. Um, this movie was not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think Tim Allen's that funny. Yeah. So... I guess he was funny in the mid '90s. His I, I liked Home Improvement when I was little. I don't like it anymore. I liked it when I was a little too. But now I look back at him and think it, it's some of the most sexist bullshit. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah. Um, Ga- Galaxy Quest is good. Yeah, Galaxy Quest yeah, is great. That's what You're I mean, right. though. Like but Galaxy Quest is not good because of him. There's 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 a there's a little part where Tim Allen was good for a little bit. Yeah. And this was a 2006 movie. I didn't know it was that recent. Really? Right. Wow. I was working on Blockbuster then. I remember. Um. So. I mean, the premise of the movie is he's a he's a lawyer and he doesn't have time for his kids. <laughs> you can already tell it's not a great movie because of the way he's describing the plot. He was a lawyer and he doesn't <laughs> have time for his kids. Exactly, and his one daughter um, is a protesting hippie, right? And her social studies teacher is on trial for setting a fire to a lab because they do animal testing there. And the whole time Aww, I'm like, well, poor why? Labrador. I'm like, why is he setting fire to a lab that has animals in it? If he's a- objecting to their, their testing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got you. Ryan didn't hear it. Yeah. Oh, poor Labrador. Yeah. I got you. Oh, that was good. Um, so he's defending the evil 
Company, which is right. ran yeah. by Robert Downey Jr. And oh. so it's kind of funny seeing Robert Downey Jr. in a, a villain, uh, a Disney villain role. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it's so, the movie's so bad. And, but when he, when Robert Downey Jr. is on screen, you can tell that he thinks this is like the worst movie ever because <laughs> his performance is just all over the place. And I mean, when you watch Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man, yeah, he's basically being a cooler version of himself. Right. But in this, his okay. So you guys have seen Robert Downey Jr. outside of movies where he's wearing like a a, a sports jacket and not a tie, yeah. and he has his like sunglasses on. Casual. That's, that's what he's wearing through the whole movie. <laughs> so it looks like he just showed up <laughs> and started doing the movie. And I mean, this is a part where he's on set. He's like, I got, I stopped doing drugs for this. <laughs> exactly because I think um, this was like one of his first movies where he actually started getting, you know, bigger parts because he was in right. Gothica. And um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, this mm. was before Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It was, yeah. I mean, right after Kiss yeah. Kiss Bang Bang was 2005. This is 2006. So he kind of came back with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. And I think he chose to do this one to kind of you know get his name out there. And he's like, hey, I can do family stuff too. Yeah. But he, it, it's and he plays the like a germaphobe, and it's I don't know. He's it's is not, he doing like his best Tim Curry impression? No, he's like really hamming it up. Yeah, but he's he is. And it's like he doesn't believe in anything he's saying on screen, oh, man. and it's it's like it's not a bad performance by him by any means, but it's just he knows that he's in shit basically. Yeah. But where Tim Allen is, you know, I'm a dog, and <laughs> he, he really buys it. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is just like, dude, I'm here to collect a paycheck, and yeah. uh, the kid actors in it are horrible, except for uh, the one kid, Spencer Breslin, who I loved in Disney's The Kid. Yeah. Is the old? He's older in this, and he's. I don't like him as much. I like when he was making fun of Bruce Willis. Is that why he didn't continue to be in lots of movies? Probably. Oh. And, you know, of course, his Tim Allen wants his son to play football in it, but he wants to be what in Greece. And because... Well, see, this is yeah. that same sexist bullshit again. Exactly. Like, what's wrong with being in Greece? I was in Greece. Yeah. You don't have to be in a football star. Yeah. Yeah, what but now you're attracted dude. to Robert Downey Jr., so... <laughs> dude, I... Hey, and that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's a healthy crush. Hey, love, well, but hey in the con- love, this is more than a crush. In, in the context of that movie, though, you don't want to be attracted to Robert Downey Jr. because no. he's, he's lighting dogs on fire. Yeah, <laughs> and he's mixing dog DNA with other animals to get them to last forever because the actual head of the company, oh, man, it's some actor you're, who's in a lot of stuff. You're lying to me. No. That is not the plot of the it movie. Is. The, Robert Downey Jr. is mixing dog DNA to make dogs live longer. Well, he has two scientist henchmen that really do it. And well, he, yeah, I'm sure. He's yeah, he's he's it, just but, in charge, you know. But what like I mean? that's his that's his corporate plan is to make dogs live forever. No, he wants to live forever because the shaggy dog is actually like a 300 year old dog from Tibet. It, it's so stupid. You'd you'd have to you, you think you think I'm making this no, stuff up? No, don't say you'd have to watch it. You'd have to watch it to understand nah. it. Fred McMurray's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> um, but going on to a really good movie is another movie I always wanted to see that came out. I think it was 2011. And I never got around to seeing it because it was kind of, it stuck around for a little bit because it was like a mid-level movie and it started off indie so it kind of caught on. It's called The Debt, which stars uh, Helen Mirren and Jessica Chastain as, um, she's a Nazi hunter and dude, it takes place in 1966. Jessica Chastain plays a younger version of Helen Mirren and uh, so they're Israeli secret agents and they sneak into East Germany 
or West Germany, whatever one's the good one or the bad one. I don't even know. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so East, East Germany would have been the bad, the bad one, one because that's yeah. the one that the Soviets. So, controlled. so they're in West Germany the because Bloc. they ha- no, they're in. They have to be in Eastern Germany because they have to get this guy to West Germany. This Nazi. Um, anyways, it's a story about how they're hunting a Nazi um, killer from the Holocaust. And uh, Sam Worthington's in it, and um, your favorite guy, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He's actually pretty good in it because he doesn't really talk that much. And <laughs> it's actually a really cool movie. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it too much because it'll spoil the movie. Right. But it's basically uh, a spy thriller that takes place in two different times in 1966 and 1997. Right. Where Jessica Chastain is playing a younger version of Helen Mirren, and Helen Mirren is um, her daughter is writing a story about how her mom is a hero because they captured this Nazi war criminal. And when uh, she was left alone in the apartment they're at, the movie opens this, she's left alone in the apartment they're in. She's attacked by him and he runs away and he shoots and, and she shoots and kills him. And, uh, and then the rest of the movie is setting up how they got there, how, hmm. how they captured him how you know they are treating each other. It's a really good movie. It's really, really, really good. Um, because the the older people is Helen Mirren, um, Tom Wilkinson, and who's the bad guy from <laughs> Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance? The older guy, Kieran Kieran. Oh, Syrian Hines. Yeah, Syrian Hines is another one of the guys. Um, so I, um, you should definitely watch it. It's a really cool movie, hmm. and it's one that kind of went under the radar. But yeah, um, I guess is the movie that kind of. People notice Jessica Chastain, and um, so yeah, definitely check out the debt. Um, I really liked it. Cool. Um, back to another movie that's kind of okay. I also saw uh, Alien Three. Um, I rewatched oh, yeah. that, and it's man, ah. it's better than it gets credit for. It, it's it's all right because people um, hate that movie just because they kill Newt at the beginning. Yeah, but um, I, that's that's okay. Actually, I think that's one of the. I think it's actually really that's good. One of the best things about it. I think it's really good setting up. Um, what happens to Ripley yeah. and the whole um, alien thing? I think it's really clever how they trap the alien. Yeah, um, some of the stuff is really stupid. Like I don't like that the the prisoners are you know now they found God and all that kind of weird oh, stuff. Yeah. That's that stuff's kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's out of left field. And it, I think it was it came out in ninety two. And so yes. they're, they're trying to perfect, like, CGI. Yeah. And so the alien, sometimes when it moves, looks really, really fake. When it's way more effective when it's an actual physical being. Yeah. <laughs> one, when it moves slower. Because it's also the one that sort of introduces this idea that that the alien is different depending on what it comes out of. Yeah. And so because it comes out of a dog in that movie, it's more dog-like. It runs around a yeah. lot more, you know. And I think it's less threatening because of that. Yeah. Um, because it, it it almost seems like just a wild animal than like this thing that's lurking up in exactly. its chains, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, it's shot really well, and it looks yes. great on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, so hate the, hate the ending. Yeah. I, it's yeah. It, it's a mixed bag for me. I I watched the theatrical cut. I, I remember watching the director's cut and thinking it was better. But I, to get reacquainted with the alien stuff, I I'll go back and watch the director. I mean the theatrical cut, then I'll watch the director's cut right. to see what I liked more. Um, I think actually Alien is better with the director's cut. Um, Aliens is way worse. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think uh, Aliens, as a theatrical cut, is a really tight moving movie. But if you do the th- director's cut where he adds, I think it's another 34 minutes to yeah. it. Oh, man, it's not good. I don't remember. What's different about the Alien? It's the the, the Alien one is only like two scenes. And th- I think the coolest one 
is where Ripley goes in and she sees all the people in cocoons. It was a scene that was edited out, and she kind of huh. sees uh, Tom Skerritt's character and um, and things like that. It's really good. I don't remember that. I'll have to watch the director's cut again. You should. It's good. Um, I also rewatched The Adjustment Bureau, um, which is a movie from 2010, which I really enjoyed, where it's a sci-fi love story, which you don't hear, get very often. Um, it stars Matt Damon and Emily Blunt. And I, I, re- I love everything Emily Blunt's in. I think she's really yeah. charismatic on screen. Um, the movie's really cool. Um, Matt Damon plays a senator who loses the race, and these guys, the, the Adjustment Bureau, are um, they don't say they're angels, but they're kind of the guys that chart your path through life. Huh. And um, he he wants to he keeps on breaking the rules because he finds out about him and he wants to fall in love with Emily Blunt's character. So he keeps on breaking the rules they set for him. And gotcha. he's running. From, it's a really cool movie if you haven't seen it. I haven't. I might have to check it out. You should. And uh, the last thing I watched is I rewatched Underworld because um, the got, first one. Yeah, because I got I found. The Blu-ray trilogy on used at Tradesmart, but yeah. it was still in the wrapper and like it wasn't open, dude. And I got that with the town, so I paid one dollar for <laughs> the <laughs> Underworld trilogy on Blu-ray, yeah. or one dollar for the town, depending on how you're feeling that day. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the town was seventeen ninety nine. Oh, okay. And the Underworld trilogy was sixteen ninety nine, so I paid one dollar gotcha. for three Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, and, and that movie is actually really good. I still think it's one of the most underrated kind of action-y movies that came out from that time. It's probably still the best thing Len Wiseman has done. Uh, it's really it's really interesting, and it's uh, some of the performances. I don't like Craven in it. He's the he's in charge of, like, the vampire cult. Uh, what do they call oh, it? Coven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. really bad in it. But, I mean, uh, Kate Beckinsale's really good, and Bill Nighy, who we saw today, right. is amazing in it as Victor. Scott, Speedman, Scott Speedman's not great, but uh, the guy who plays the werewolf leader... Um, uh, who is it? Uh, Michael Sheen. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's Michael Lucian. Sheen is in that movie. He's really good. Yeah. So yeah, there's some really strong performances throughout, and some uneven ones, but it's shot really well, um, and the movie's really cool. If you haven't seen Underworld, you should check and, it out. And of all of those like post Matrix action movies, like you know Bulletproof mm-hmm. Monk and all the other ones that try, or even Equilibrium, all the ones that were trying to be the Matrix again, I think the Underworld is the movie that still stands up the most. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it was still kind of cool. And again, it looks really good on Blu-ray because the blacks are really black and yeah. the blues look really sharp. So yeah, that's what I saw this week. Brad, what did you see this week? Um, in the interest of time, I'm going to pass to James. No, no, no. What? No, no. <laughs> oh, come on. I want to. I want to be able to edit this pretty quickly. <laughs> so, and, and you said you had a lot. So no, I have two things. Yeah. Um. So I rewatched Hitchcock this week. Saw it with mm-hmm. my folks, which was one of those. It was the movie on my top ten list that. I thought the most might not deserve to be there, you mm-hmm. know, just because it was yeah. one that I had just seen, you know. Uh, but I still totally stand by it. it that, that that movie is still really cool. Um, it, uh, I, I, we, I watched it on the Amazon Instant Streaming because I don't think the DVD is actually out yet. Um, I don't think so either, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, which is kind of cool that they're starting to do that. I like that. Um, and my my folks all really liked it. And because since I, since I don't know anyone else who has seen it yet, there was this part of me that was like, maybe I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's still really good. Helen Mirren is awesome. Hey, Helen Absolutely. Mirren, show. she is so awesome in this movie. Um, just little tiny little subtle things that she does, and I'm like, oh man, this is really about you, wouldn't it? Um, so anyway, if again, see Hitchcock. Um, and then I also rented The Master this week. Uh, which is oh, the new wow. Paul Thomas Anderson movie. 
um, which is like almost three hours long. Um, it's nice to it, see these branching out from Mortal Kombat and Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong Paul no. Anderson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is Paul Tollemstoner's in a WSA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTA, not PWSA. <laughs> um, who I, I really love Magnolia and I love um, Punch Drunk Love. Um, I'm, I am I like Heart 8, but it's not my favorite. Um, so, but I despise uh, There Will Be Blood. And so going into this movie, <laughs> this movie, just by the trailers, I was like, there's a lot of There Will Be Blood in this movie. I can just tell, you know. And as soon as it starts and it's he he brought back the same like fucking obnoxious score. It's just random noises in the background and I don't know why. So you love this movie is what you're saying. No, I don't. Uh I don't know what the point of this movie is. Basically the story is it's about this um uh Joaquin Phoenix plays this guy Frank who uh after World War Two, um he's he's got like a temper, you might say. You know, he gets in fights and, and part of that is because he's an alcoholic. Um, and he, uh, he comes into contact with this guy, uh, who is basically sort of starting and running a cult. Um, and it, the, the whole idea is that it was supposed to originally sort of be drawing parallels between Scientology, uh, but there's nothing very direct. They're not talking about that specifically mm. really in the movie. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Um. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. And he and his wife, Amy Adams, have this whole group of people who are, uh, who they, they believe that they are being reincarnated and that they can remember their past lives. Um, and so you, we sort of see how he, he brings Joaquin Phoenix into the, into the fold and sort of is going to try to fix him. Um, and this you know how this cult works and stuff like that but the movie gets so obsessed with showing us how the cult works and all of that that i never really see a plot or any kind of conflict um so there's really not much driving it so it really is just like scene after scene after scene of them doing stuff that doesn't really make sense or have any weight to it um you know yes they're sort of trying to to um they're trying to uh, brainwash him in a way, but we don't. I don't really like Joaquin Phoenix's character, so I'm not really rooting for him to like overcome or anything like that. So I, I have no dog in the race at all. Um, it, I don't know. And for how long it is, it 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 asks so much of the audience and gives so little that I don't understand what he's going for. By the time it's over, I don't know what I was supposed to get out of the movie. Um, Does Hoffman ever tell Phoenix that he drinks his milkshake? No. There is a scene at the <laughs> end. Like, there is this big, con- big in quotes, confrontation, in quotes, at the end of the movie um, that at that point I was like, oh, oh, this is going to be the scene that somehow redeems all of this nonsense where, like, you're really going to pull out all the, you know, the acting and, and all of the, the great writing that you can do and show me something. And explain to me what this has been about this whole time. Um, and he doesn't. Like, uh, honestly, spoilers for this movie, Philip Seymour Hoffman sings a song and Frank cries. And that's the end of the movie. And the song has not, I no, there's no meaning, meaning behind it. There's no explanation for what that means. And and then it just ends. And I'm like, what the? F- what? What? I, I yeah. 
Sounds great. I there I like there will be blood better than the master, <laughs> and I hate there will be blood. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna rush out and watch that as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. with that glowing review. When when you guys rent movies, how do you do it? Because like this time for this, because you know it's a Paul Thomas Anderson or a Paul, <laughs> it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> I was like, well, it's gonna be shot really well and pretty. So I went to Redbox and got like an actual Blu-ray copy mm-hmm. of it. But like I said, Hitchcock, I got on Amazon. Yeah. Um, how did you see the debt? I own it. Oh, that's right. You bought it. Do you ever rent movies? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a Blockbuster up the street. Oh, that's right. And I still have an account there. And I every once in a while, I'll go in and pick out a movie I want to rent. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I got the debt because it was one of those buy one, get one for a yeah. dollar. Um, and to me, a, a dollar for a Blu-ray is like renting it. And yeah. I just own it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, I do. Um, if I'm traveling, I do get streaming. I rent them that way because right. they look really good. Yeah, they do. On Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, I mean, I watched Hitchcock on my parents' big, you know, forty-two inch TV, and it looks fine. Yeah, you know. but I, yeah, I usually go to Blockbuster or sometimes Redbox, but Redbox usually runs out of stuff that I want. Yeah, um, Blockbuster doesn't. Right. Brad, do you rent stuff? Uh, only through Netflix. Oh, so okay. I either see a movie in the theaters, or I buy it, or I watch it on Netflix. Right. What did you watch this week? <laughs> Nothing you care about. God damn. No, yes, I do. That's why I'm asking. Uh, so what's the next segment? God damn it. Uh, so in Sprad's being a poopy face, our next segment is box office numbers. This is the box office stats. I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at that. Uh, it's actually still Identity Thief. Oh, that's right. It came back to the top. Um, Identity Thief. At but 14. The 14 snitch was at 13.1. Yep. And, so you know, just below. Not bad. Yeah, their one says that, you know, it's actually pretty good because his last movie, Faster, I think, did 13.1 in its oh, entire run or something. Man, that was where his he last. was. Well, his last headlining movie. Yeah. Right. Where he's not part of an ensemble. Right. Um, I, you know. Yeah. Then there's no budget here, so we don't know how much money they. I'm guessing are it may be a $25 million dollar movie. Yeah. At, at most. At it, most. It, it because there's a lot be of them just talking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing else nothing from last week. What is What is Escape from Planet Earth? Oh, that that's a cartoon kids movie. Yeah, yeah. Every time I see it on here, I'm like, "What is this movie? It's still doing really well." Yep. I. Sometimes uh, it's all about when you release a movie. Yeah. You can go to boxofficemojo.com to see all box office stats. Cool. Things are coming out next week. They are. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, the biggest one for me is probably Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm going to uh, wreck it. Uh, I'm really excited for um, to see that on Blu-ray, but it looks amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a... Uh, what else you got in there? I think I see Schindler's List. Schindler's 20th, List. 20th anniversary. Small yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah the, big, List. the big Blu-ray release of uh, Schindler's List, which I still haven't seen, so maybe this week I'll buy Schindler's List. And I hope that's a Blu-ray book version. <laughs> just return turn mine that you've had for a while no more than that it's probably not a book a, a, a book version and then two weeks from now they will release a book <laughs> version and you and i will buy it again silently through stores <laughs> have you have you actually bought that like jaws, jaws version yet oh yeah i've owned it since i first saw it you son of a bitch because i still can't find it anywhere i i showed you two of them that were all jacked up i know <laughs> i know but i didn't want the ones that were jacked if up i, I, know, if but I ever I mean, see one there. that's not jacked up james i will buy it for you thank you yeah. i could get it on amazon but it's more expensive on amazon oh, than yeah. it is in stores i only paid like uh, 30 for it yeah which it's like Whereas, 35 on amazon yeah 35 40 um red dawn that that remake with chris hensworth comes out this week uh so 
you could check that out. Uh, that movie, The Untouchables, which people talked about a lot last year. The Frenchie. Yeah. Um, Ryan's favorite movie uh, that we didn't see last year, Playing for Keeps. Oh, dude, that's Gerard the, Butler. The I Gerard Butler. The Jerry Butler soccer movie. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see him in Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Well, that's a Gerard Butler movie. Uh, when he's okay. in rom-coms, he's Jerry Butler. <laughs> uh, and then The Bay, which is this movie from the people who made uh, Paranormal Activity and Insidious. Um, and it's pretty, it's a, it's Barry Levinson, but it's like, I remember the trailer being really kind of creepy cause it's like this bay and it has these parasites in it and it like eats people. Yeah. I, re- I think you got a good review in Entertainment yeah. Weekly if I remember you correctly. Know, it's a little, it's a little sleeper. Uh, if you're a horror fan, you should check, go check that out. You know, order you a copy. Has Barry Levinson done a lot of horror or cause no. I usually, I think it's the first time he does like comedy or drama yeah so it might be shit maybe he's not very good at it <laughs> uh, but you should check it out and find out the lighter side of barry levinson <laughs> the bay with parasites yeah. and maybe it's just pretty no it's straight up directed by barry levinson hmm. curious yeah he's getting old maybe he's going crazy could be yeah time for real news it's real news Chris Cooper is cast as Norman Osborn in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2. I Hopefully they name it Spectacular Spider-Man or something. But No, it'll be Amazing Spider-Man 2. Probably. Because uh, they have to save Spectacular Spider-Man title for when they reboot Spider-Man again. <laughs> um, that, uh, this, to me, screams he will not be Green Goblin. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine Chris Cooper running around. No, no, I just mean period. Maniacal I, laugh. I, <laughs> I can't imagine him as like an action Villain. No? So unless they do like a CG goblin, I think that this screams that Green Goblin will be Harry Osborn and not Norman. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, is Willem Dafoe known as a big action guy? Alfred Molina? Uh, Platoon? I guess, yeah. I mean, I he's at least... But 20 years removed from Platoon. Yeah, well. you're right. Um, But he, he's stringy enough, like, physically that I could see him doing it. Chris Cooper's a more, you know, like, he's like a minor... He's a big, bulky dude. He's underneath a suit. No? Am I crazy? I haven't studied Chris Cooper enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Even, you haven't looked uh, at Chris Cooper see, with his shirt off enough times yeah, sorry. to know if... See, I think you can, because remember, the thing is, is Norman Osborn is not, you know, Spider-Man's age. He's going to be a middle-aged guy because he's right. Osborn's dad. You're right. So, And he gets enhanced by the Goblin formula, so it's not... Yeah. And And there's no way to tell, like, what what their version of the Goblin is going to be like in this version, you know, in this one. I mean, he's not going to be a Power Ranger, but um, he, if he is entirely CG, then they, you're, yeah, they could do anything. I know. The thing that always worries me is they're going to make him, like, Ultimate Green Goblin. And oh, yeah. Make him really cool flying a Goblin glider or something, but yeah. does that make him cool? I don't know. <laughs> and they, they, It makes him iconic, but I, I, like, I kind of like Ultimate Green Goblin. No, you don't. I don't you, know. you like the monster? Yeah. There's something Are you about just it. Start a fight with me, like Brad did when he told me that the Spider-Man no. costume. No, was no, no, what it no. Is. Like you know, and yeah. especially if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do, um, if you're gonna do that that villain again, like doing it in a different way. Um, at least maybe he doesn't have to be like the Hulk, like he is an ultimate ultimate. But if he were like more of a monster, you know, uh, I think that'd be all right. Yeah. Than we'll just see. like a guy in a rubber face. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's one of the things I always think the Green Goblin's the coolest character, but pulling him off looking in a movie is right. always hard. No, exactly. That's that's why I'm saying. Uh, but maybe they can do it. Who knows? Yeah. Plus, we got that new suit. 
which looks really cool. Yeah, the new suits looks awesome. I love the white eyes. Yeah, yeah. It it actually makes me more excited about that movie. <laughs> the suit does. All yeah. right. Cool. No, it does. I'm seriously. Yeah. Because uh, it looks more like the Spider Man that I know. You know. What other news we got, James? Ah, uh, well, the Oscars were this week. They were. Um, and that was shitty. Mm-hmm. And there's a great uh, sound of music joke in it. Yeah, I I I really liked Seth MacFarlane. Um, I I thought he was really entertaining, and I didn't watch the whole thing because I had shit to do. Um, <laughs> but I, well, it was actually because I had to rewatch Justified because I watched Justified twice a week because then I watch it with my brother. Mm. Uh, and this week's episode was so badass. I didn't want to. Uh, there was no question. I had to stop watching the Oscars and go watch Justified. Um, best show on television. Um. Argo won Best Picture, mm-hmm. which, okay, you know, fine. I disagree, but fine. Um, it, better than if, like, something awful like Les Mis or Life of Pi had won <laughs> it. Um, or, in my opinion, if Silver Linings Playbook had won it. Um, the weird thing about it is that it wasn't nominated for Best Director. So the, they're basically saying, like, okay, this is the best movie made this year, mm-hmm. but it would have been better if somebody who wasn't a complete piece of shit director had made it. Like, like, I don't think they said that about Ben Affleck. No, well, they, they they don't nominate him for director as if to say, like, well, this movie wasn't well-directed, but it's the best movie of the year. Like, I mean, there is yeah. a reason why those two those two kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. No, I agree. When, when um, <laughs> I'm actually, the reason why I'm kind of okay with Argo winning is that I originally thought that Life of Pi had won when Life of Pi got best director. I was like, oh, fuck. How is Life of Pi best picture of the year? Um, I know I can't believe that he won over Spielberg. Like that uh, was a big upset insane. for me. It's absolutely insane, you know. And then Spielberg's gonna die next year, and then they're never they they won't have given him Don't an you award. Ever say that? No, I'm just saying. Like, He's won two. Yeah, I know, but he needs to win more. He does. Are you kidding me? Did you see Lincoln? He has as many Oscars as Angley. <laughs> oh, I hate you so <laughs> much right now. I hate you so much. Oh fuck! I mean. You know, Steven Spielberg yeah. is probably the greatest director of all time. Would I, he is. My, I think so. I think Straight so, up. too. Yeah. But um, I feel the Oscars are completely inconsequential, so it doesn't matter. I think it's too bad. Hollywood rewarded themselves, and yeah. that's the end of it. And but but the problem is Argo's when, they, the when they do picture. it this way, where they're giving like best visual effects to Life of Pi, which is a movie that looks like hot garbage, um, I, it feels more masturbatory to me than... What I like, I want the Oscars to be important, and I want them to be good because they they tout themselves as like this celebration of film from that year, and then they do this kind of bullshit, and you're like, wait, who is this for? Like, you know, if if they're really if they really it's are inconsequential, themselves. like they say, like you say, then why is it even on fucking TV? Like, you know, I would much rather at this point see, um, like the DGAs and the W. Sorry, sorry, what? It's on TV because people tune in because they want to see stars. Yeah. That's but, how they sold it initially is like Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn or these amazing people. And you can see them in your living room. You don't yeah. have to go out to the theater. And I they've been doing true. that for, what, 89 years? Yeah. 90 years? But at this point, I would rather them like televise the w, the, the, the WGAs and the DGAs. You know, these awards that I feel like are are actually awarding, you know, people for being great artists you know where where everybody is getting the award and the person who wins in quotes is sort of an honorary title but everybody gets the award anyway 
um, that kind of stuff where it really is just a celebration of great work. Who won um, Best Adapted Screenplay? Best Adapted was Argo. Was it? Okay, so um, that makes sense that it won Best Picture then. Yeah. I, I feel like in the age we live in, um, it seems totally plausible that we could have an award for film in everything that people with cell phones could vote from we do and it's then the, but it's the people's choice awards where they set up the only the only nominations like they do the nominations and everything is like best kiss goes to twilight because the other cho- choices were some other garbage movies like you know they Speaking because which, they, did you see Kristen stewart on the oscars oh my god she did not want to be there no and like she comes out with daniel radcliffe and daniel radcliffe is really nice and yeah and everything and then she goes I'm on drugs. Yeah, uh, I'm so important because I was Bellis one. Anyways, yeah. you were saying. Well, I'm saying like, why can't we nominate them too? Like, why do we have to have a third party? No, s- I agree. With have you. options for us. I mean, we don't even need them. Like, we know what movies came out. We yeah. People who care enough can look back. People yeah. who really want to vote can look back and say like, well, I want you know, I want to nominate this one, and then just you know, there don't have to be nominations. Just go straight for the award. Well, if you did that, then people would pick. The Dark Knight and The Avengers. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> that yeah. are the best movies of the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying on your post when I comment is like, yeah, people probably vote for like most attractive yeah. actors and actresses for the instead of like the actual craft. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, we, us fanboys would probably vote for yeah. Dark Knight Rise and Avengers, which is like if that's the public opinion, like that's the best movie. Like the most entertaining movie of the years might have been those two. Yeah. Like I would rather rewatch the Avengers than Argo again. Not to say Argo is a bad movie, but no, I agree. But it's not as good as the Avengers. <laughs> Avengers entertained me more, and there it it could be. That's the case. That could be the best movie of the year. So, yeah. Honestly, the ones that bug me the most are end up being the technical ones, where to me, <laughs> the I ones look they at don't them televise. <laughs> no, no. Well, no, well, not those. I mean, those are. There's I like another like thirty awards that they just like. Hey, yeah. you scientists, you can not. Yeah. No one cares about you. <laughs> those, those publicly. I actually am interested in. But like, no, I mean, like yeah. the, the best visual effects were the best makeup ones, which of course both this year were given to the wrong movies. Um, those are the ones that bug me more because those I feel like anyone can look at those, and if you're actually judging them on what I th- I think would be the the the, the normal um, requirements for that category, like anybody's gonna look at Life of Pi and go, oh yeah, those animals, like the tiger looks good. But there's a lot of stuff in that movie that doesn't look good. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And then you look at things like The Hobbit, or you know, the truth is, Contiki, which should have won that mo- won that award, but wasn't even nominated. Um, anyway, they're dumb. Seth MacFarlane was really good, though. Yeah. I like the, I like the song about the boobs. Yeah, the song about boobs was awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, the producers of Paper Man got kicked out. Because they were throwing paper airplanes all over the place. Oh, boo. I, I know. <laughs> I know. To me, I'm like, no, yeah, it's a celebration, man. Of course, if they pop somebody's eye out, that's not cool. Remember but, when uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone showed up wearing drag? Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Oscars need to pull the stick out of their ass. Lighten oh, up sure. a bit. Oh, for sure. Especially when you invite Seth MacFarlane to host. <laughs> You're going to throw someone out for throwing paper airplanes around? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, stuffy. Uh, last week we talked about a bunch about Ninja Turtles, and Brad said he doesn't think the movie's ever going to happen. And this week, uh, the Ninja Turtles got pushed back a year to 2014. <laughs> so Brad, Brad might be right. <laughs> Actually, they only got pushed back a month because it was already scheduled for May 2014. And it's going to June now. Oh, really? I read, yeah. Oh, okay. But still. still, I am prophetic in that it is slowly <laughs> getting pushed back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're probably like, uh, Megan Fox needs a few more months to learn her lines. <laughs> 
She has hard words like reporter. <laughs> She's got a whole three scenes in the movie. Ray radioactive. Well, they're not <laughs> word. They're not radioactive. They're from another planet. Planet. Um, Oters. Boss? <laughs> <laughs> She's not retarded. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. Have you ever seen her act? Yes. You have? Oh! <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that was good. Um, this is actually something we were supposed to talk about last week, but uh, Brian Singer in an interview when talking about Days of Future Past said that um, the new script for Days of Future Past is going to fix The Last Stand. Um, so I have a feeling that my little prediction there about like, oh, well maybe, maybe they'll do like an alternate universe thing where they'll, you know, they'll do something where they'll come back and save, um, Cyclops and, and, and all that, uh, all those people who died. And not from have the leader killed. of X-Men die off screen. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be yeah. great. Um, cause that is, that was always my biggest fear was that like they are, they're taking these two, uh, franchises and trying to bridge the gap. Uh, and as they do that, they legitimize The Last Stand more and more and more. <laughs> and eventually they're going to have to make a sequel to The Last Stand. And I don't want to see that movie. Um, the sequel, so this sounds but good. it was the last one. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> there uh, are no uh, more stands. The movie after that is going to be like X-Men The Search for Xavier, where they have to find <laughs> a way to get Xavier out of a coma. Like, I, that's not a movie I want to see. I'm sorry. You know, and then they have to find all the little goopy pieces of Cyclops and push <laughs> them all together and like put them in like some kind of human shaped thing and put it in the freezer so that he congeals back to together. I think that's how bodies work. Yeah, it's part of Weapon X program probably. Yeah, oh there you go. Yeah, yep. It's if you call it science. Weapon X. <laughs> mutant science. Yeah, you no, yeah, you just inject him with like some of Wolverine's blood or some shit <laughs> and he just heals on the rock. Yeah. And he comes back as a better actor. Oh, <laughs> James Marsden objects. Harsh. Yeah. Um, He's a good robot, Frank. Uh, Ray Cusick, who is the guy who designed the Dalek in Doctor Who, died this week at 84, which is too bad. Yeah, 84, that's a good life. No, it is. And he created the Dalek. Yeah. It's a bit of sci-fi history there. It's pretty cool. And they're more popular than ever. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. So now I told you at the beginning of the show how you could win a copy of The Perfect House. Well, you didn't. You said we were going to learn now. And now I'll tell you how. Uh, when you log on to our website, there is going to be a review, my review of The Perfect House. At the bottom of the review, there's going to be a section that says comments. If you'd like a copy of The Perfect House, say, I want a copy of The Perfect House in the comment section. And I'll randomly pick six people. Or for that matter, just say anything if you have a legitimate comment. Yeah. You know, I mean, just leave like, a comment. This article is poorly written. And uh, I have six copies to give away. I'll randomly give them out. And hopefully it will work better than the last time we tried to give stuff away. <laughs> so. I'm going to write in, your review made me not want to see the perfect house. And then I'll win the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, that's all right. Son no, of a bitch. You're still disqualified. You can't, you can't win. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all you have to do to win a copy of The Perfect House. Very cool. And remember, if you don't get a free one, there'll be a link on our website where you can click on it and you can download it and watch it video on demand. Yeah. And 10% goes to com- uh, um, charity. charity. And if you want, you don't even have to wait for me. You can you know watch it on iTunes if you want. Yeah. But that would be rude. Yeah. Or you could just click on our link and, you know, yeah, come on. You have donations to charity. Yeah. Cool. So, that's how you can win a copy of The Perfect House. Very cool. James, Comic Book Corner. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. 
Yeah, I got another weird one that's not like a straight up comic book this week. Um, Scott McCloud is this, uh, he's a writer and cartoonist who does these books. He got famous for doing uh, Understanding Comics, which is a book about understanding comics. Uh, but the one I'm actually going to talk about is a book I bought called Making Comics. Um, and this is one where both from a writing perspective and if you're an artist and you want to learn how to actually do the panels and sort of understand the the logic and behind the storytelling of of panels and all of that uh it's a great book um you can pick it up at I, i've seen it at almost every comic store i've been at and barnes and nobles and places like that but most importantly at colorado coins cards and comics I, i've seen it there before as well um and he goes through really detailed stuff because of course he's been doing it for a long time uh and you know since he literally wrote the book on how to understand comics he uh he he can give he gives you a lot of insight into like really interesting ways that you can approach the page, um, and it's it's good you know all, most of it is about uh, an artist's perspective, um, but even if you're a writer, understanding that that aspect of it and knowing like how the panels work and all of that is really important. And so it's a if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, if you want to get into like writing your own comics, definitely pick that book up and and flip through it and then dive into it does it help you with the pacing because i always thought sometimes um writers stumble with the pacing of panels um he talks about like the number of panels on a page and things like that um because sometimes I, I, that, nine panels on a page is just overdoing it yeah um but it's a also watchman dig <laughs> 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 not every page is nine panels um but it it's more like that is more of a just a a, a writing thing um mm-hmm. You know, because some books are intentionally going to take their time. And, and, you know, even with nine panels on a page, maybe nothing happens on that page. But but it's, you know, Terry, Terry Moore is really good at having whole pages where there's eight or nine pages, eight or nine panels on that page and no dialogue at all. And you're just watching the characters do stuff. And it's they're quiet pages, but still, you know, they're slowly paced. That's more of a writing aspect. I don't I don't even know how you would teach somebody how to properly pace a comic book. That's a, that's sort of a feeling thing, but it might be in there. I don't know. Go check out the book. <laughs> awesome. I do know. I have the book. You do know. It's not in there. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, so yeah. And again, I'm going to give a shout out to Cora. Thank you for sending me a trade paperback of the boys. Yeah. And next now week. the real nerds podcast has a copy of the boys and I'll talk about it next week. And then I'll talk about it, and I won't spoil anything, and then James will get it the next week yeah. and talk about it, well, I think, or Brad can have it the next week, however we want to do it. Yeah. And then we'll all talk about if we like it or not, like Frank yeah. and Weenie. And then if we don't like it, we'll give it away for free at DCC. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, let's hear it for the boys, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Let's give the boys Sorry. a hand. <laughs> let's hear it for my baby. Can, they, can, can the listeners hear me dancing? <laughs> that was my uh, Denise Williams. I think that's who sings that song. Pretty sure. It sounds like a woman. It is. <laughs> Let me refer to my Billboard's top 1988 hits. Or <laughs> 84. Sometime in the 80s hits. 84. Yeah. It might be 84. Is it 84? Well, that's when that movie was out. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it being on the same one as Ghostbusters. <laughs> I love how we like we both know exactly <laughs> like what albums we're talking about. Right? Absolutely. Because 83 has like Africa and... Yep. Um culture club yeah 84 is ghostbusters yeah yep yep and wham <laughs> it is wham <laughs> before you go go um this week we saw jack the giant slayer brad should people go see jack the giant slayer you know if it wasn't for the cgi in this movie it might have actually been pretty good really 
James, wow. should people go see Jack the Giant Slayer? I, I was less offended by the CGI and more just by how sort of um, slow and uninteresting most of it is. Uh, I think it's it's Brian Singer trying to do sort of a mid nineties kids kids movie like a like a labyrinth or something like that sort mm-hmm. of a sort of a darker more adventurous kids movie, um, but I don't think he really succeeds. So you might check it out, but don't go see it. <laughs> That's a contradiction to yourself. No, like you could rent it, <laughs> okay. but don't you don't know. go see it, but see it. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Um, there's parts that I really enjoyed, um, but again. It, I'll get into a little more, but I think it's too little wishy-washy for its own good. Yeah. yeah. And it has an identity crisis. Um, here's here's a trailer. Your Highness. Wow, my Bill Nye is so good. Fee, fi, fo, fum. Ask not whence the thunder comes. For between heaven and earth is a perilous place. Home to a fearsome giant race. Hunger to conquer the mortals below, waiting for the seeds of revenge to grow. I saw your lies and I'm lost. What are you doing out in this nasty weather, Your Highness? These your books? My father used to read that to me. I like a good adventure. I'm looking for an adventure of my own. What? Dad? Not just yet. The legends are true. Elmont, assemble a team of your best men. Yes, sir. Bring back my daughter. Your Majesty, I want to volunteer. What do you suppose is up there? I never suppose. I simply prepare for everything. have returned. Heraclid and I remember. The mission is to find and return the princess. Tomorrow, you shall return below with me as your new king. Are you mad? I'm talking to giants at the moment. The movie, I actually think it starts pretty cool. Um, the prologue was interesting. I hated it. Which yeah, was like too. this really weird it like, like animated. Am I watching a it video looked, game cutscene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it, it looked like animatic CG. I said interesting to be nice. You yeah. guys <laughs> just went straight to hate. Um, yeah, uh-huh. so the movie starts at telling the story of the giants, which, you know, the one part about that too when it was beginning and he's telling this story, as I've never seen, I don't see this in movies too often, but... Uh, he had the camera at the dad, and the dad was looking at the camera like he was telling you the story. So it's yeah. really weird. It's breaking yeah. like the fourth wall, which sounds kind of a weird thing to nitpick. But right away, I said, this kind of a weird. Yeah. So he's you don't want to off put you don't you don't want to alienate the alienate the off, the audience <laughs> yeah. right away. 
Um, but yeah, the whole prologue, I was so distracted by how awful the animation was yeah. mm-hmm. that later on in the movie, I had forgotten exactly what the story was. So I was constantly trying to figure out what, why do they care about the crown again? So you don't think <laughs> um, like it was trying to be creative through wood carvings that uh, the story was told? I'm just no. asking. No, I really didn't. I honestly, I think that the introduction to Witch the to uh, Hansel and Gretel, like that prologue, was far more artistic and interesting yeah, than this Hansel one. Hansel and Gretel is awesome. I yeah, it like, is. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to go for ourselves. It just wasn't distinct enough. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it, right. It really did look like just, um, yeah, like you said, like one of the cheaper video game cinematics. Um, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't stand out much, and it's so much exposition mm-hmm. and the kind of stuff that I think a, a, a better movie would have. Uh, found ways to get that, that 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 information across, and in, actually, a better movie if they just left that out and yeah. l- made us figure it out yeah. as we were watching but, the rest of the movie. It would be smarter. But my biggest critique about this movie is that there is zero subtlety in anything that they do, uh, like absolutely anything. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 don't want to they don't want to make you work for any of it, um, to the point at which they he gives you shots of like every location of every item so that you always know so that like when when the bad guy is climbing up the stock there's a shot of like hey he's got something in his satchel i bet it's the crown and you're like did i need that or could he have just pulled it out later and gone like oh he had you know like it 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 shows you absolutely everything so that you always know what's going on um and never asks anything of you as an audience yeah i mean the movie is is you're following jack obviously from jack and the beanstalk and you're never told why his parents died and why his uncle has to watch him. Yeah. I guess the plague. I guess they said the plague. Yeah. Um, but I don't even think you need to know either. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he important. tries to sell his horse. He goes in. He meets. He saves the princess. And uh, James' favorite part, Warwick Davis, is like the court jester kind of yeah. um, leading a, a play about Eric the Great and who stop the giants which was actually kind of interestingly like portrayed where like there was a big dude picking up children and the children were screaming yeah you know um you know it just it follows yeah a lot of what you expect where the princess feels you know trapped in her her life as a princess and she breaks out and she runs into happens to run to jack's home and he the beanstalks grow um i will say i think sometimes the cgi is really good and then other times it's horrible um, I, I think sometimes some of the um, the giants looked really good, and then other times, is, uh, I think they spend a lot of time so close to the uncanny valley yeah. that it's it's distracting. Uh, Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, is that line between being perfectly realistic and you know not being yeah yeah. I I I almost feel like the the details are realistic, like the skin looks really good. But the faces don't, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's more it's more of a, a design issue than a rendering issue. Yeah, um, that's what it felt like to me. They kind of look like the giants from uh, Wrath of Titans, or was it Clash of the Titans? Was it the one last year? Wrath of Wrath Titans. of Titans is the same. It's made one. by the same company, so probably yeah. probably just <laughs> recycled them. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there's parts that I really liked. I thought the two leads actually had really good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I said identity crisis at the beginning, I, sometimes it, it is going for the broad humor for children, but then there'll be parts where the giants pick up people and eat their heads. And yeah, uh, I mean, the giants are generally scary in it. You know, they're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought the part where they come down again and the beanstalks and all the force is being torn up and then they burst out, I think is really yes. cool. I, I, that was the moment where like suddenly I was back in it. Like 
we we'd been here for an hour and a half and as soon as those giants busted through the trees i was like oh this is what i've been waiting for like this is why brian singer has been trying to make this movie for so mm-hmm. long because you know we were about to have this you know human versus giants war um I actually thought when they first left the giant like world and uh, they were stuck up there, I was like, "Is this movie really going to end here?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really bold of Singer to like I pull the rug out from under us and just like, "Sorry, no giant fight, suckers." Even, even better, I thought like when they had the beads, the beans, because the 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 idea is that like, oh, okay, these wizards way back when they wanted to meet God, so they made these magic beans that would grow up to heaven, but they instead they grew to this place halfway between heaven where the giants all live. And when the, when the giants threw the beans down, I was like, this would be really good if right here, like, the, the, the beanstalk grows up to heaven, and then the giants climb up there, and the rest of the movie is this existential conversation with God <laughs> and, and, and CG characters. I was actually sitting there going, like, what if they went higher? Yeah, like, I know exactly. Like, what, what's above the giants? <laughs> yeah, right. And what do um, they, like, they find, and then the, and yeah, then the they whole human they, story just gets discarded. Yeah, they go up there and they ask God, like, you know, hey, why did you make us? Or what are we yeah. for? And why, why are there, is there oh, pain? and death in life and like you know why are there uh, only male giants and why are we all yes. hideous where do we come <laughs> from why do why does one of us have a second head and why yeah. can't he talk very well because he's retarded hey who birthed us because there's no female giants <laughs> yeah. where do we come from yeah why are we yeah, there, i mean there's some parts that work i i think like you and mcgregor wasn't that good in it but i don't think it was his fault i think he was just giving yeah. those stupid i think he did his best with what he had yeah there were some scenes where i was like yeah fuck yeah you and mcgregor like when he was gonna go back up you know and fight yeah. the, and fight the guys i was like yeah all right you know yeah. um or even a few of his lines when he's fighting the bad guy i was like okay cool you know he's shown us having like this really uh, close relationship with eddie marson but eddie marson's like gone within yeah, 10 exactly. minutes you don't feel so. a connection at all yeah. He's got a good haircut. I like his haircut a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know what else. I like I seeing Ian McShane, but again, he's given very little to do except be like king stuff. Is he oh. really short or do they... they... Yeah, he's Co- short, yeah. <laughs> he seemed really out of... I don't usually uh, comment on this stuff, but costuming in this movie is horrible. <laughs> like, any time that there are kings and they're all like just decked out in gold, I'm always like, oh, come on. Ewan um, McGregor's which, costume was kind of cool. Yeah, his is his is cool, but the rest of them, they were all too clean, you know. Like, <laughs> and maybe that's just a very like modernist look at, way of looking at like. I don't know, dude. I know what you mean though. Uh, what costume yeah. actually bothered me was Jacks because he had a hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> like he's oh, that's so right. you know, yeah, cool and yeah, but he's not cool. Do well, they have hoodies? Back or when then? the princess gets her like gold armor, I'm like ah, uh, which I thought was to like going to battle but it's just for riding <laughs> yeah. yeah so you can pick them off easy yeah yeah exactly I we know like which how, one's the king uh, how the giant with two heads died though yeah was oh yeah that's, yeah. I wanted to bring that up yeah that was one of those moments where I thought like oh this is one of the things this is one of the ideas that's stuck in his head and he was like I have to see this Yeah. Uh, which it is really cool before that scene I was like are they ever going to call back to that bean he stored away yeah like, and then wow. also I was sitting there thinking how are they how can they possibly defeat these giants like yeah. what could they do? There's like I can't think of anything. Well, yeah, because they shot him. A, a couple arrows took the giants down. And the, yeah, the which giants at that point you're like, why didn't you start trees with that? on fire? <laughs> yeah, into him because and two, I guess they never really established how strong the giants were. Yeah, because they yeah. had a hard time pulling down a drawbridge, being <laughs> held by a bunch of guys. The equal but, number of human beings. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason they could pick up trees out of the ground and throw them. Yeah. So and, and they can uh, yeah they can rip wood out of the ground but they can't break a wooden bridge yeah so to yeah. me there's little inconsistencies in it 
And they can bash open an iron gate in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But can't pull down a wooden drawbridge. It, I feel it won't like just snap on its own. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in the original scripts, there was probably a lot of really badass like fighting there. And then somebody said, like, hey, we don't have the budget for this. Mm. And also, and also, you've been cutting away from all the deaths before this. If you want this to be a kids' movie, you need to leave all that out. Um, yeah. I mean, there are some parts, though, you know, because uh, they, they'd always show just like little slivers of. Super hardcore violence. Oh yeah, you know, well, people being stepped on, getting eaten, getting smashed into trees. Well, but a lot of it, you a lot of it, you didn't directly see. Like the people getting eaten, you never saw them get eaten. It was they'd cut away to like Ewan McGregor's face, and he'd he'd make like that you know Forrest Whitaker face, you know <laughs> Forrest and, Whitaker face. You know, like from the anyway. I don't um, know what you mean. Any, never mind. Um, you know, they'd look like, oh no, I'm seeing something horrible. Mm-hmm. But, but all we would see after that is like, well, they're holding a body, I guess, but there's no head. Yeah. You know, but there wasn't a lot of blood. But then that last scene where the where the um where the giant they... dies, like an eyeball pops out out yeah. at the screen, like which if that were in 3D would be popping out directly at you. Um, why did they kill a princess right away? Is they say why they didn't? Why they what? Oh, why they didn't kill the yeah. princess right away? Um, I think they, they wanted, wanted to know if there were more coming. Yeah, they wanted to find out how mm. she got there so they could get back down. But I'm pretty sure that if you found a human in Giant Land, your first assumption would be Beanstalk. <laughs> like that's the you know, um, how how else do people get to Giant Land? <laughs> Elevator, <laughs> maybe you know, some kind of other magic. But uh, yeah, it's a really plot device is the reason why they didn't kill her earlier. Gotcha. Uh, romantic interest that was my biggest my, that was my other big problem was i was like okay this whole movie like she's having this crisis of you know oh you know princesses are really useless things and everybody's telling her like no you have to stay alive because someday you'll be queen and then you will be able to make the world a better place and then of course jack saves the day and jack comes out and puts the crown on and makes the world a better place and i'm going oh so princesses are really useless things <laughs> I know they should have had her come out. Like, yeah, because like, you would she get the crown when the scene ends. You would assume that he picked it up and is controlling him. But if it had been revealed when she walks through the crowd that it was her yes. that's wearing it, right? Probably would have been um, guys, better. But can you say sequel? Do you see Stanley <laughs> Tucci's offspring? Oh my god, I forgot about the the epilogue. <laughs> it was at the uh, Tower of London or wherever they were at. I I did see that. It was huge in front of my face. Yeah. yeah. In case you, you didn't get that. <laughs> hey, did you not care about any of these characters and don't want to see an epilogue about them? How about we jump forward 2,000 years and go but like, see, hey, I, this I is think, what they did with the crown. I think maybe <laughs> having the, if it took place nowadays would actually might be pretty cool. That might be really cool, but that's a different movie. Yep. I'm just saying that like they they win the day and then they just cut away to like this is what happens to the crown. I don't give a <laughs> shit about the crown. This, is, this whole movie wanna... has actually been about how the crown jewels were created. Yeah, like... <laughs> but, dude, like, how about giants fighting, like, uh, jets and stuff? Oh, that'd be so sweet. Helicopter. Rips one out of the sky win. and tosses yeah. into the ground. The jets immediately win. So, I guess win. we Godzilla or King Kong. But yeah. And once we invented flying, wouldn't we have found the giants? <laughs> like, that's... Now, that's the movie I want to see. It's and like we're a, it's like a world ascending war. to 30,000 feet, and there seems to be a... <laughs> no, a like giant, a like troll, a stone troll face. <laughs> like a in World front of us. War One movie where some pilots are up there 
dropping dropping grenades, you know, on on uh, on the trenches and stuff. And all of a sudden, one of them runs into <laughs> and crashes in in giant land. And no longer it's a world fighting each other. Yeah, the world is fighting. They all the unite against the giants, <laughs> and then like it's old, you know, biplanes <laughs> fighting against giants. That's a movie. That is right there. And then Call they go Warner through Brothers. tons of crazy shit for five years, and then they find out that they've been dead the whole time. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Next week, we're seeing Oz, the Great and Powerful, Sam Raimi's triumphant return to movie plexes around the country, which I can't wait for. It's the first movie that I actually have think might take over uh, Hansel and Gretel as the best movie of the year so far. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Um, which Brett has still not seen. Nope. Hansel and Gretel. Is it still in theaters? I don't think Probably so. Not. I think nobody wants to see it. No, I made like something over 50 mil. Oh, good. That's pretty good. That's good. Um, Best movie, 2013. Made five times as much as The Last Stand starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was five times better than The Last (laughs) Stand starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can tweet us, real underscore nerds. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You can go to our amazing new website and leave us comments. Remember, leave a comment on The Perfect House review to win your copy of The Perfect House. Until next week when we see Oz the Great and Powerful, I'm Ryan, that's Brad, that's James, this has been a Nebulous Visions production, bye. Bye.